welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is, of course, Fusion FFB, and we are officially moving into the off season. Yes, we do everything early here. Obviously, uh, no. It just I've I said before. I don't have much to say right now about current situations. I would just have to be doing sit starts, which everyone else is already doing, and I don't know your rosters. I believe uh, I was having a bit of a back and forth on Twitter. I think it was Ryan McDowell asked, what do you want uh, a tool that you would like on a website? And it reminded me how a couple years ago I had found a website. I used it three years ago um, that you could actually make an account and save what your team's roster was and you could analyze hypothetical trades and it, but it's actually taking into account your starting lineup, your roster depth. It would take into account how that would affect your starting points week to week. It would actually go down through projections week to week, and it would show, look, this week it shares a buy with your your other running back, and now you'll have no running back that week. You know, it would it would show you these kind of things, and it would also just show you rest of season points. And they stopped updating it pretty much two years ago. I don't even know if the, the website exists anymore. Last I checked, it was still uh, completely just basically abandoned. But that's what I was saying we need. And really, that encompasses the idea of, of why I don't like doing start sits because nothing's really truly in a vacuum. You know, I'm trying to get some uh, trades going through right now with people who are in playoffs and in contention where I'm not. And of course, there's a little bit of a, hey, you you could really use this guy, you know, to win the money. And how do you how do you put that into a trade calculator, right? I mean, how do you enter that into the equation? Um, it's gonna be different for everybody. And some people are gonna be willing to pay that, and others are gonna be like, I don't care, I'll just I'll go for it with the team I have. I'm not gonna overpay, which is probably the wise decision. But that's what we're trying to be moving into. We're going to be moving into dynasty talk, more off-season things. Eventually, we'll get to the rookies coming up in 2020 and all that good stuff. But for now, I think the the next several weeks, and I, I may have some missing ones in here for holidays, but the next several weeks are going to be a lot of going back and looking at what we what we did right and what we did wrong. Of course, I I know I already did the I was right episode. I, I say again, anyone I talk to about that, I hope you all understood the uh, spirit that that was made in and you actually were able to have some fun with it and you didn't get too angry with it as you were listening. Um, obviously, I, I was picking what I was right on. That was the point. But there were definitely things we were wrong about too. I was wrong about. So we'll go over all of those things another time. But as far as Dynasty... There's one dynasty that is, is I mean, it's the biggest dynasty we have today. And uh, it is, of course, Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars is a dynasty, a media story, a giant. It is the biggest thing around. I don't care if you like it or haven't seen it. Um, you, you can't avoid it. It's everywhere. And I don't mean just because uh, Disney is pushing it everywhere. It's just, it's part of the culture, basically. And I've been a big fan of Star Wars 
pretty much my whole life. I remember as a kid uh, being sick and basically re-watching Return of uh, the Jedi over and over again. Uh, so th that's kind of where I'm coming from. Uh, you're going to be fully introduced into my um, complete nerddom today. That's okay. There will be some spoilers, I'm going to say right now up front, if you have not seen various things. I am not including anything that has anything to do with leaks. Um, if, if I do, it will just be mentioning it as a possibility. There may be things I mention as a possibility that are in links that I don't even know about. But the spoilers that I'm talking about are going to be from if you haven't seen, you know, the Clone Wars or Rebels cartoons, or you haven't seen the newest episodes of The Mandalorian, or have, haven't seen it at all. There's going to be some of that mixed in. Uh, at this point, I mean, everyone knows about some of these things. Maybe. Um, so you can't get away from it. So I just wanted to get a lot of my thoughts about Star Wars and this last episode and kind of take a break from hardcore football stuff. You know, this is not going to necessarily be a, a football, fantasy football episode, which is not something I've always done here before. But I just wanted to get my thoughts out, like I said, and I have some predictions and some fun things like that I wanted to talk about. And that's what this is. Just going to have some fun. But but I do guarantee I'm going to go way deeper and, and nerd out way more than you're expecting me. So just hang on. Because here we go. So if you haven't seen trailers, the new Star Wars ep episode 9, Rise of Skywalker, obviously we everyone knows and has heard now, there's there's Palpatine's voice, the Emperor, Darth Sidious, whatever name we want to call him. I'll probably just call him Palpatine here because that's the name that goes all the way back through. And he's, he's Emperor Palpatine, even in the originals. So he's back somehow in some way now i think he he never really died um i've i'll mention it later but i i kind of always wondered if he was really dead we never actually saw him die i know you 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 think well obviously he died you, he got thrown down this you know bottomless t tube thing yeah well um I'm pretty sure there's a lot of characters in Star Wars that we'll, we'll touch on that have fallen down endless whatevers and still lived. So, to me, it, that's almost a Star Wars trope at this point. Like, how many characters are going to fall down long tubes and somehow live? I don't even have to go outside of the originals. We can just look at the original and Luke, right? After Luke, I am your father falls down into nothing, and somehow is saved out of the bottom of Cloud City. Okay, right there, already. That almost foreshadows it. So I've even as a kid, I remember watching it and being like, you know, we don't really see him die. And people are like, well, he couldn't have escaped. Well, how in the world did Luke? Anyway, we'll get to that. So I don't think he actually died at all. And I know people have problems with that. But we'll, we'll I'll get to that about... Why? Because really this story, and George Lucas has said as much, this story is about the Skywalkers, but it's more about Skywalker, and it's really it's really about Anakin. And Palpatine is the bad guy from beginning to end. I mean, and I know I know that George Lucas made the originals episode four, five, and six first, but they're four, five, and six not they're not the beginning, they're the middle. And so Palpatine is the bad guy that 
I mean, the first Star Wars movie didn't even have him. I mean, by first, I mean A New Hope. We thought Vader was the quote-unquote bad guy. And then we learned that Val- maybe Vader isn't the big bad guy. No, it's been Palpatine the whole time. And so a lot of people had a problem with um, how the, the Last Jedi, Episode Eight kind of did... Luke dirty somehow but I think I think it just kind of put him in his place a little bit and you know I get people and I don't think Mark Hamill liked that very much but in a way it kind of put him in his place because look Luke it's not about you I don't I don't think it's about Ray necessarily either so Palpatine I think he easily could have escaped his red guard is always you know protecting him they could have easily gotten to him um, Luke literally had time to escape carrying a dad bod with him to get on a shuttle and fly away as things are falling and before it blows up, before the Death Star blows up. That's plenty of time for Palpatine to be rescued. And we know from now other canon material as well as um, Legends material, and you're going to hear me say that. So if you're not familiar with that, what that means is the movies originally were just canon, right? And then they made more books and uh, comic books and things like that for, for years and years and years. And I read a lot of those. I mostly read the books that came after. Um, so as as Luke, you know, got married to Mara Jade and they had, and Han and Leia had kids and things like this. Those are the storylines that I was reading in books. All of those were part of what they called the expanded universe. But when Disney took over, they said, look, all of these stories are nice, but they're not really part of our official canon. And so they labeled them legends. Okay, so Star Wars Legends is all the non-canon material that was created for basically a few decades there that didn't make it into now the Disney official, uh, even George Lucas canon, which is, is a little confusing and a little bit irritating, but... We'll get to how that kind of breaks down later. But that's what I'm referring to when I say Legends or Expanded Universe versus canon. So even in canon material now, and as well as old old Legends, we have multiple examples of how the the Emperor was, was pretty paranoid and he had contingency plans. Um, he had a big contingency plan that had something to do with the um, outer regions, you know, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But that kind of ties into, I think, in this upcoming movie. So there's a lot of things that point towards... I, I don't think the Emperor was caught off guard. And while maybe Vader's uh, betrayal was a slight surprise, even that I don't think it was a surprise because the, Palpatine's whole thing was being able to perceive people's like inner thoughts. And I, I don't doubt that he knew Vader was already conflicted. And so there's theories that maybe the Emperor that was there in the throne room was even a replacement clone because he saw it coming. I, I don't really like that idea because, well, I'll get to it, but, but primarily because we saw that guy use um, Force Lightning, which is certainly possible. But uh, at that point, I don't think uh, I don't think it was. So he wasn't caught by surprise. He's a very powerful guy, has all these resources. Uh, he I'm sure he had all kinds of contingencies. So I don't think I just simply don't think he died. Simple as that. Um, I He's the only guy who could keep the First Order going. I don't think someone else 
got his clone going or or anything like that. I think he's just been in the background the whole time, and maybe he needed a lot of time to to heal, and maybe he was in stasis for um, for some time, maybe waiting things out. But he's the only guy who could pull together this whole first order thing and keep him going. There's no there's no one else that was going to you know pull it together and then try to use the emperor you know or you know try to take up the the name of the empire and carry it on you know they would just make their own thing. Um, it's 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 only going to be Emperor Palpatine in the background the whole time. And a recent uh, TV spot trailer that came out just days ago um, actually kind of confirms this because basically we see Kylo Ren and it looks like he's in some kind of uh, Sith temple and you hear uh, you hear Palpatine speaking but then he speaks in these other voices. You hear Snoke's voice and you hear Vader's voice and he basically says... I've been, you know, that voice in your head, in Kylo Ren's head, all along. And so we find out, okay, Vader, he hasn't been hearing from Vader. You know, Snoke is, while well, well, Snoke was a real person who existed, um, he was behind Snoke. So he's, it basically confirms that, that all along it's been, it's been Emperor Palpatine this whole time. So it's, it's not going to be, what I mean by this is just to, to say he's, he's been around this whole time, it's not that they're going to do something to bring him back in this movie. No, he's going to already exist in this movie. That's all I'm saying. So he is an extremely powerful Sith. We see him fight off Jedi, uh, other Jedi like Yoda, and he took on Mace Windu and two other um, Jedi. Just it, it took three of them just to almost get him back in episode uh, three before Anakin comes in and makes his decision. But he's he's extremely powerful, and he he's basically just had this time where now he's had to step back. He got injured, he got hurt, and he's, he's just going to take a little bit of time, and now he's coming back with vengeance. And um, it kind of reminds me, it's, it's how you should wait on David Johnson, who seems dead right now, but... He's gonna be back. He's he's got the contract. There's not gonna be someone else taking his spot at least for another year there in Arizona. He's got a good situation with the the quarterback and the the coach. And I think a lot of the a lot of the criticism directed at the Cardinals is a little unjustified. I think for a first year team, first year coach with a rookie quarterback and the bad offensive line and defense that they have, I think they've done just about as well as you could have expected them to do and then while they haven't had the results and wins and losses they've they've shown they've shown ability and they're putting they have a, a productive uh, competent offense most of the time and so right now everyone who thinks David Johnson is is just gone and over um there's there's nowhere for his his value to go but up and all he has to do is show you know, a little bit of life at, at camp in the summer in order to have his value rebound. And even if people don't think he's going to be a running back one, he's still going to be a running back who is playing. And so he, he has to go up in value from where he is now. So go ahead and get David Johnson, because if you can get him for pretty cheap, 
the return on that investment is pretty high. Even if even if you're just going to sell him before the season, it doesn't matter. You're still in Dynasty always going to be gaining value. And this is a player who you can gain value because his arrow can only go up. Now, someone whose value is very high already and it's kind of been almost propped up is, of course, the character of Rey. She is the new face in these new three movies and uh, some people like that some people don't like it I, I don't have a problem with it at all I think she has some some issues and they've almost how can I say it? they've almost kept the mystery about who she is going for too long because at least I mean the originals did it I think the right way where they revealed who Vader was and that conflict at the towards the end of the second movie Empire Strikes Back so that's you're letting the people actually get involved and engage and you're, you're progressing things. But we've just been in constant just suspension about, okay, just tell us already so that we can get excited about that and who she is and all the implications of that. And we can carry that. That should have been revealed, truly revealed in the last movie. And then we could have actually um, been expecting and anticipating that going into this last one but now we're still everyone's just still unsure about her and then they on top of that gave us this bs story about how you, your parents were nobodies you're just an you know they just left you and i'm sorry if you buy that then i guess you believe they told us but that is the worst story you could almost imagine that's like I mean, that's, that is not a story. That's just nothing. And so building her up as this important character who comes out of nowhere, uh, people call that a Mary Sue, someone who just appears, who's able to do everything, who has no real backstory. Um, that doesn't really work. All these characters have backstory going all the way back and how they trace. Uh, yes, yeah, so you have to start from somewhere. So yeah, Anakin is just a nobody on Tatooine. And yes, Palpatine is this pol politician who was secretly a uh, a dark, uh, a Sith. But once we've started, everyone has this background. There's side characters that, of course, have to come in. But the main characters, Luke, and Leia, Obi-Wan, they all have backstory that is interwoven and interesting. So Rey really needs, they really need to come in here with something better about Rey. And uh, my biggest probably theory about that for this podcast is going to be here on Rey because, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a lot of different points. I'm going to paint a picture here for you and then we're going to bring it all together and it's going to support what my, my theory is. Okay. So Disney, and I mentioned this a little bit and it's going to come up again and I'll, I'll give a little bit of a an apology in their defense about it later, but a pattern so far is that Disney and and Lucas with this new canon seem to really like to borrow things from the old expanded universe and legends and just repackage it, just change it a little bit. And I don't know if that's just because that's what Lucas always had in mind for the story to begin with. I kind of think that's it, but it, they just want to make it their own. And so in the old expanded universe, you had um, Leia and Han had twin 
twins, uh, a girl and a boy, and it was uh, the boy was Jason and the girl was Jaina. And that's kind of the Kylo and Rey feel we have going so far, that they're kind of like, they're, they're Jason and Jaina. Um, so there's a lot of things like that. There's a couple different tropes that Lucas, or I don't know if it's tropes, plot devices, whatever you want to call it, but he uses a lot. And one of them is we've seen throughout is cloning. Now, we see it, obviously, with the Clone Army episodes 2 and 3. Um, like I said, in a lot of the legends, it's all over the place. And then even in the Mandalorian show, uh, if you've done any kind of looking online about this, the, of course, the people who watch it really carefully have spotted that on the shoulder of the Imperial Doctor who wants uh, the baby Yoda... He has the same like little symbol that the Camino cloners have on his shoulder. And then of course when the Mandalorian breaks in to rescue baby Yoda, they're scanning him somehow. They're not torturing or killing him or dissecting him, but they're they're kind of like scanning him. And in the conversation between the doctor and the uh Imperial overseer guy whose name I can't remember, they uh they act like, well, okay, we've got what we need. And the guy says, well, just kill it now. You know, we don't need it anymore. I'm like, well, what are, you, what, are you, what are we talking about? We've got what we need it anymore. Uh, there's some speculation that they just wanted his, they wanted to scan him and they needed his genetic material. And maybe they're going to clone him. Or maybe they wanted something from him to use in clones or, or something like that. That's kind of the best we can go with it because apparently I don't think baby Yoda is a clone himself. It seems like they wanted him for something else to like scan him. Like I said, um, then we have other things expanding universe. One of them is the force unleashed games. Uh, there was two of them and cloning was a plot device in there. The one character turns out. And again, this is spoilers. The one character turns out to have been cloned many, many times before a, stable force sensitive clone was produced because um well it's been said elsewhere that you that clones can't be force sensitive and so it seems like they can it was just difficult and um, there may have been issues with the accelerated growth causing problems and imprinting uh, old memories or even false memories on them but what we gained from that is first of all um force sensitives can be cloned Again, this is Legends. It's not canon necessarily right now, but they can be cloned um, and have force powers. Uh, what else we have? Uh, acceleration, growth acceleration is can be a problem for that, though, and that you can imprint memories. All right, so this is all important to know. We also know that the Emperor had a facility on Jakku, the planet where Rey was growing up, and we, like I said, we know he was into all things immortality, resurrection, consciousness transfers, and cloning. And so it's, we, we have an entire uh, Legends comic called The Dark Empire, where that basically was the entire plot line, that there was an Emperor clone that Luke had to go fight. So this is, as I said, this is throughout all of the Star Wars stuff. There's always all this cloning but the place where we see it le the least lately is in the movies. We have the clone, you know, troopers, the clone wars, 
But since then, there's been absolutely nothing, even though the Emperor is the guy who seems to be connected to it the most. Um, so that's why I think that's definitely going to be in, possibly involved. But like I said, I don't think it's the Emperor who is the clone. Now, I mentioned before consciousness transfers. So it's suspected that uh, what he really wanted Anakin for back in you know episode two and three was a a vessel, a new body, to be transferred into. Um, he basically had ruined his own body with his force powers. And of course, when he had to really fully unleash his force powers just to try and survive Mace Windu and the other two's attack in episode three, he really did a lot of damage to him, his body then. Um, he was kind of holding it together and looked normal before then, but that's when you you saw the effects on his body finally come out. And so here he's got a young Anakin who's got the most, you know, midichlorians and power, uh, force power that we've ever seen. And so he's the perfect vessel to take over. So that's why he wants him as his apprentice. It's not because he wants an apprentice. It's because he wants a new body. And so that's possibly why he wanted Anakin. But of course, when Anakin gets injured and hurt, he's he's less than what he used to be. And now he's he's not suitable anymore. Now he's just a tool. And that's why a lot of people thought he uh, the the Emperor wanted Luke, and why he wanted Luke to turn and you know strike down Vader and become my apprentice, because he wanted to have Luke's body because Luke inherited all of these abilities and would have been a suitable uh, vessel as well. So now we come back to Ray. All of these these different things. Okay, if you haven't figured it out, my point is that Ray is a clone. She is a, a, a designed clone, maybe a, a mixture of a couple different uh, people or specimens. And obviously she's a girl, she's female. So uh, maybe a mixture of, of, you know, Vader and another, either Palpatine or Luke. Um, you could just take, you know, their, their chromosome for, for her being a girl and combine them. Now, in the cave sequence in episode eight, right, we had hoped to get, okay, who is she? Because we saw, if we go all the way back to episode five, and we have Luke training in Dagobah and goes in, he has this cave sequence, this vision of, of who am I? And we get not the truth, but we end up getting a little bit of it. And when, when the, the, Vader's helmet blasts open and he sees himself in it. Obviously, he's not Vader, but it shows that he's connected to Vader, which just, you know, a little while later in that movie, we turn out, it turns out that he's, Vader is his father, right? And so when it comes to to Rey in her sequence, well, there's a couple of weird things going on in that scene. One is all those, uh, the mirror versions of herself, and we also have the the shadowy figures like on the other side and a lot of people have suspected that looks like Han and Chewie and maybe maybe they raised her and that's why the Millennium Falcon was on Jakku and we we do need to figure out why Millennium Falcon was on Jakku and so that's possible that's 
but it could also very easily those figures could easily be vader and not not chewy and then just another person like palpatine or luke but then we see you know all of these copies of herself what that can all be is those are just all the previous iterations of her of her clones who maybe weren't quite right for whatever reason like i said it maybe they're they're not stable or force sensitive those are just all the other versions of herself and all the the that it took to get her um you can imagine uh palpatine just making clone after clone after clone until he gets it just right I imagine that's a lot like how God felt when he was making DK Metcalf, you know, just just wanted to get him exactly perfectly right this amazing specimen. Uh, and Metcalf is the kind of player that could really take over in his second year. Uh, the, what he's done as a rookie is, is impressive enough already. Besides having a, you know, Pro Bowl quarterback and Russell Wilson and then I know we all love Lockett and I really loved Lockett for this season I've been down on him in the past years but this year I had to face up to it that hey that now it's him and he's gonna have a good year and and he has but we've seen a little bit here and there about how he can be phased out and how he is not necessarily um the the main or has to be the main guy and we saw that you know years back with Doug Baldwin and he had some great games and he was a great possession receiver but there were times that he just was not the guy and uh, other other players took over and we've seen how Russ has used the tight ends a good amount the last couple seasons I just think that Metcalf is you're gonna have a hard time buying him but I think you're almost it's almost worth it to buy him at cost um given where he could go so so i'm buying him and uh i don't know if you're gonna buy my theory on ray but i mean just consider it solves some of the many of the problems of course it solves the mary sue problem like i was saying she's so strong in the force not just because but because that's how the emperor specifically made her all right she has hidden memories because you can imprint memories on clones and so she she has a blank for the first um i mean she looks about the age do you remember in episode two we see Django fett and he has basically a clone of himself that is boba fett and they did not uh artificially age him um he was aging at a normal pace right and so he's about the same age it looks like they just brought him up to that age being maybe six seven eight kind of age and it looks to be about the age i mean maybe she was a little bit younger in the flashbacks we have of ray that she remembers you know a ship flying off and uh the big the, i don't remember his name the guy who had the Millennium falcon kind of holding her back so it, it kind of reminds me of that and i think that they put that in her and and printed that memory and that she had to stay here to, to keep her there because that's they wanted to be able to to find her and she she needs to be able to grow up naturally because that's what's going to allow her to reach her full potential and that's what they discovered with you know the clones that you couldn't artificially 
uh, accelerate their growth and have them come out right, which is, is which is also why I don't think that the uh, Emperor was a replacement back in the throne room in Return of the Jedi. I think that really was him, but a replacement wouldn't have been able to uh, been accelerated to become to, to look like that, right? Unless it was all cosmetics. But that explains how she's there. It explains um, why she's still there, why she has these memories. It explains her force powers. Um, I think there's I think there's connection between whatever's going on in The Mandalorian, and I don't think we'll know what that is until maybe weeks after the movie comes out in The Mandalorian, or maybe it's going to be saved for future seasons, and, and we won't even... We won't even get the full, oh, aha moment until, you know, later seasons of Mandalorian. But I think some of what was going on with the cloning and and scanning Yoda, maybe they wanted to figure out, you know, how they could imprint his force powers into somebody else, you know, things like that. I think they're constructing a perfect vessel for the Emperor. And it's Rey. It turns out it's actually Rey. Um, and the timing works out with that. Mandalorian is is like 9 after Battle of Yavin. And Force Awakens is 34 ABY. And Rey looks like she's supposed to be somewhere around 18 years old, maybe 20-ish. So a few years after uh, Mandalorian, if, if Rey is created then that would end up with her being at the right the right age you know so that kind of fits and it's possible she was even left at Jakku by accident um but I, I think it's probably planned maybe she's not even the only one uh the dark ray we see in some of the trailers we kind of see this hooded ray with a double-bladed red lightsaber this could be a vision or it could even be a another clone of ray uh, made later and this one is a dark side and she has to like literally fight herself and this perfectly echoes the the force unleashed plot that you know he has to end up fighting a, the dark side version of him of himself you got two clones fighting off right um and to tie in that a little bit more in force unleashed it's interesting that star killer is the name of the the first clone of the good the the guy and then um in Force on Force Awakens, Star Killer is the name of the base, and then I don't know much about this new game that's come out, Fallen Order, which kind of looks a lot like a Force Unleashed, to be honest. Um, it has a base called Ilum, and it looks a lot like it. Just it's on a moon and everything, and the pictures. It looks like it could basically be an early Star Killer base that we see the, the super weapon from Force Awakens. And so this is just more reappropriating by Disney. You know, retie, they, they always like to retie in names in different ways. Um, so like I said, and then we've got the two different uh, clones facing off possibly. And, and it doesn't even have to be a clone. It really could be Rey. Like I mentioned before, there was a, a comic, Legends comic, where called Dark Empire. And it was, again, a clone of Palpatine comes back and Luke has to go fight him. And Luke actually turns to the dark side for a time under Palpatine. And a and Leia has to go and face him. And she brings him back to the light side. And so we, we could see that with Rey. It really could be Rey. 
And much like that, this time it could be Kylo Ren uh, to bring Rey back to the light. And of course, this would have to be after he turns from the dark side himself. And a lot of people think that that's probably it's probably going to take Leia's death to bring Kylo Ren back around. But un- unfortunately, if, if there's one thing we know almost for sure is going to be in Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker, it's going to be that that Leia Leia has to die. And that's just from a pragmatic point of view. First of all, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. Um, they they can only fake her being around for so long. So you know that that's going to have to be in there somehow. And like I said, they love Disney loves reusing stuff. Now I did want to I do want to defend them slightly. You know, I I keep saying that and it's almost a little bit of a, an insult or a dig. But to be fair to Disney, Lucas George Lucas is the one who signed off on all of these books and the comics and all the stuff that the made up the expanded universe and that we call legends. They were all approved of and Lucas was part of the you know the the group writing and everything to make sure everything was right and there weren't any major conflicts and really if you if you read any of those things they did an amazing job if you don't understand they had so many different writers creating so many different things and yet it stayed consistent and every time there was a book they had to go through this process with George Lucas and it had to get refined and they had to cut out the things that didn't work. And of course, every author wants to bring in something special of their own, and but it had to stay inside the boundaries, right? So they did a fantastic job with this for, for years, like I said. But all of these things were quite possibly little bits of what Lucas, you know, wanted and envisioned. You know, he was just sewing little pieces of of what he wanted in all of these other stories and so he it it might not be that disney is is taking and barring it might really but that they're just bringing together all the pieces into a full vision it could just be a full realization of what george lucas had in mind all along or maybe has uh i mean if you if you go back to lots of writers do this Tolkien, he had so many, J.R.R. Tolkien of Lord of the Rings, he had so many different um, alternate universe stories written that uh, his son, Christopher Tolkien, has like a, had like a full-time job for years, basically going through it all and figuring out which ones were actually the, the real main storyline and not just alternatives, because he was crafting all of these possibilities, seeing where they lead, led before he knew whether he really liked it and that's where he really wanted it to go. And so Lucas could easily be doing the same thing with the legends and expanded universe. He saw the Jason and Jaina. He saw what happened, you know, to Luke uh, growing up and getting married and have a kid of his own. You know, he saw all these things and maybe decided that's just not the way he wanted to go with it when he he didn't always know he was going to make movies we have to remember so he he likely thought that he in legends and expanded universe that that was going to be it but now he's getting a chance to maybe do it exactly the way he wants to do it and so it's not going to be the same but it's going to have those elements of what he had envisioned so kylo ren is a character um that we haven't talked about yet and he, we all have really high hopes for him. I think going into Force Awakens, all the build up, 
um, of who we, he was when we found out, you know, this is Leia's son. And he turned out to be a little bit of a disappointment, right? Like, it turned out he was he was a little bit crazy, right? Voices in his head. very Yeah, very, very powerful, sure. But a, a little, like, weak in, in the head, a little mentally weak and kind of whiny, right? Like, he really wasn't a very likable character. Um, killing his dad didn't didn't really help, right? Losing to a Ray, Mary Sue Ray, who's, you know, first time she touched a lightsaber, and he's losing to her. I mean, a lot of these things, it's kind of like, he's kind of a disappointment, right? Right? So, so for through this first two movies, really, well, I guess through the first half of these three movies, he, he was definitely a disappointment. But he, he made a bit of a bounce back there um, in the second half of the, the second movie here. So he, he's looking like he's going to really make an impact in this final third uh, episode of this of this sequel trilogy. Uh, it looks like he really can make a big impact uh, a little late in the game, you know, disappointing at first, but he, he can really bounce back here. And it kind of reminds me of uh, Nikhil Harry and how he was injured through the first half and he's being dismissed now by critics already, which is complete nonsense. That's terrible process. That's terrible process. Uh, through the games he's actually been playing, he looks like a, a rookie who's playing in his first games. And... Really, we're gonna be dis- were we disappointed with uh, some of these other rookie quarterbacks, Debo Samuel's after the first four games? Well, yeah, obviously, but where is Debo Samuel's now? So just consider give Nikhil Harry the same opportunity, the same amount of time, and I think he's gonna be just fine. We saw he had a fantastic catch and run, breaking tackles, you know, for a touchdown. And just being that you know big receiver that Brady can start to rely on, what's what's that? You mean you know that that didn't that didn't count? I don't care. That was a touchdown. I'm gonna give him credit for it, even if it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. All right, so I would move on from someone else who maybe has a little bit more has shown up a little bit more and has a little more hope tied to their name. So like a Marquise Brown. He's had he had really big games at the beginning, right? The the first game, a really huge game. But he's gone the other direction. He keeps getting injured. Now he keeps getting phased out. Teams are figuring out how to defend him. This is, by the way, exactly why I had a problem with Marquise Brown. And I remember people ridiculing me about that. And then especially after the beginning of the season, it looked even worse. But this is the problem with Marquise Brown. And so I would sell a Marquise Brown, or there's any number of players you could sell, obviously, but as an example, I would sell him and get Harry plus something. And you could do that right now. You could trade Marquise Brown for Harry plus something, a third at least. I'm sure somebody would do that. Um, Now, it's possible if they drafted Harry that they're a Harry truther, and so maybe they won't. Maybe you'll have to do it one for one. Either way, I think you're still winning in the end. I'm buying Harry, Nikhil Harry stock right now. He's going to be a great receiver. And I'm buying that Kylo Ren will end up as a great character. Um, I think he's going to lightly make, likely make Ray share the spotlight. He is like possibly going to be the one to save her from herself or something like that. I don't think he's going to just be the bad guy. 
um, throughout the whole thing. He's kind of reprising the Vader role, ironically, because that's kind of what he always wanted to be. But in the sense that he's going to come around to the light side, does that mean he's also going to die? I don't know. This is being advertised as the end of the Skywalker saga. And so if Kylo Ren is a Skywalker, kind of, does that mean he has to die too? Um, if Rey is descended or made of from Skywalkers, does she have to die? I, I don't know. I think this just concludes. Honestly, I really think that this Skywalker saga being concluded is really just a conclusion of Anakin's story, like I said before. Um, Lucas has made the comments that this is about, it's about Anakin. It's about the Skywalkers, but not just Luke. It's about Anakin. And I think we'll see Anakin Skywalker play a big part in this final movie as well. You can't have Palpatine come back, but not have Anakin. And there's a number of different ways that he he could return, you know, depending on how the Emperor is returning, whether it's a re-embodiment of resurrection or something. Yeah, maybe Anakin could return in the same way. But we have to remember that, you know, Anakin, I just want to step back and look at Anakin and realize what a big part of all of this he really is. He came, he came out of nowhere at the beginning. He's from humble roots, a nobody, right? But he rose to become, you know, the greatest for a time. And he, he was the most talented and he most powerful. Um, and maybe he didn't fully realize all of that power, but he was there. And yet suddenly the emperor appears and we, and he gets hurt, right? Um, and we kind of expect him just to fall back in the emperor's shadow and to maybe even let, as far as the story goes, let Luke be the face of the franchise, quote unquote. Um, but I don't think Anakin is can do that. I think he's too talented. He's too good for that. Much like how Austin Eckler was too good to just sit back and let Melvin Gordon be the team's RB1 he was not going to let that happen. He, This is an undrafted running back. Came out of nowhere. He was a nobody. And he got the opportunity. He made his presence felt. And just because now Melvin Gordon came back, we quickly saw, and I hope you were listening, I was trying to tell people, just go ahead and buy Eckler right now when Melvin Gordon came back because Eckler's not going to stop. He's too good. He's not going to just sit back. Um, and now he's finishing the season among the league's top fantasy running backs. He's got a hundred and hundred game last week. This he's not going anywhere. He's a restricted free agent this season, while Melvin Gordon is a unrestricted free agent. While the Chargers could draft a running back, I doubt they're going to commit much more than a third uh, round pick to one because they have other things they need to worry about, right? And so I think they could easily re-sign Eckler and he could be their main running back again next year. Why wouldn't you? You know he works. He's there. He's he's in your pocket. He's restricted. You give him a tender. Uh, he's going to be cheaper. Austin Eckler is going to be the Chargers running back one next season. They're not paying Melvin Gordon. And even if they draft a rookie, the rookie's not going to overtake Eckler because he's too good and that's how i think anakin is going to make an impact too he's gonna be back like i said regardless how palpatine returns whether he's if he's not really dead then maybe anakin just is back as uh, a force ghost 
you know, but if if he is if Palpatine is resurrected or re-embodied, Anakin could return in the same way. And maybe that's like I said, I think Palpatine's been around this whole time. So he's not going to be resurrected in this movie, but maybe the quest that they're on is to resurrect Anakin. Um, but if that doesn't happen, he can return just like Yoda has, just like how Obi-Wan has as a Force ghost. And he may not have quite as much impact then, but he's going to be around and maybe somehow uh, he lends his power towards to, to Rey or Kylo Ren and they're fighting against the Emperor. Um, but he can be around and, uh, you know, much like AJ Green, just kind of hovering around as a ghost in the background, not really doing anything all year, except, you know, hovering in Tyler Boyd's ear with his sage advice. Um, he, he can make an impact. And of course, AJ Green, he can still make an impact too, but it's going to happen next year. And so he could easily still have another Demarius Thomas year, kind of like he's had this year, or maybe go back to uh, 2017 Alshon Jeffrey with a new team, an older player, or you know how remember further back to like old uh, late seasons Brandon Marshall or Des Bryant kind of thing. He can still produce, is my point. He can go to another team, maybe the Patriots. Imagine, imagine a great AJ Green, uh, Edelman and Nikhil Harry, right? I could easily see that next year with Brady being back because they're going to come to a deal in the offseason because that's been the plan all along because that's how they play with the money to make it all happen. I know people have been speculating about that, but I don't I don't buy it. Um, Brady's not an idiot. He knows that if he goes to another team right now that... Um, just to try and prove he can somehow win, that he's not he's not as good as his old self. So he's just going to make himself look bad. And that's actually going to hurt his legacy more than it will help. But I think A.J. Green can still do something. He's not that old. He's had injuries. But I think he can be, he can be managed a little bit. Patriots are, are pretty good at that. Other teams have figured out how to do that. You know, Jeffrey, like I said, has, he's had injuries and, and now he's, they're, finally coming back how I thought, but he managed to have a good season and a half there. We stayed healthy. There's other characters here as well, um, for better or worse, unfortunately. And one of them, uh, of course, we had hopes for, but as they keep talking and doing stupid things, we've learned to kind of temper our hopes and ignore them. Uh, Of course, I'm talking about Finn, right, who had a promising start, but now he basically just around he just runs around yelling Ray's name, and somehow um, he he simultaneously miraculously is good at things like f- fighting with a lightsaber or a, whatever that weird staff thing was, um, and yet somehow utterly failing at the same time. And like how he basically causes all the problems in episode eight, right? If he just had, had not tried to help, <laughs> things would have been fine, right? So Finn, you know, he reminds me a lot how Antonio Brown started the season pretty good, but then he just, you know, he and he's so talented. He's clearly talented and, and we were willing to give him a pass because of that for a while, but he just, the more he runs his mouth and tweets, the more we realize what a complete idiot he really is. And so like that, I think uh, 
Like Finn, I think Antonio Brown will be returning at least to a spot role in this final season. But um, as much as you won't want to have him have him on your team, he could definitely be worth more than his current price, which is basically free. And so if people have dropped him, uh, go ahead and see if he's out there, if maybe you can get him for almost free because he's probably going to try and come back. And if he doesn't, you can just drop him and he costs you nothing. Um, along those kind of lines, you know, it's there's a lot of people who we think are dead in Star Wars, and it happens time and time again. You know, at the very beginning, I talked about how Palpatine, even though he was thrown down you know, this tube, Endless Bottom, he easily could have lived. Because why? Well, we saw Luke do it. And you know what? There's someone else we saw do it. Uh, we saw Darth Maul fall down. Darth, I should say Darth Maul and his legs fall down a tube, right? Uh, if you saw the movie Solo, which I thought has been very unfairly criticized, I really actually enjoyed it. If you just if you just watched his movie and enjoyed it, it was really nice. But there might have been some surprises there at the end. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone maybe not familiar with the Clone War and Rebels cartoons when all of a sudden Darth Maul is back. What? I thought he died. Yeah, well, again, so Palpatine coming back just should not be a surprise. I I don't get the people who are so confused about this. I'm like, well, we've seen it many times from main characters falling down holes and living, right? So last time we saw Darth Maul, dead, we assumed, right? Another character, same thing we see boba fett falling down into the sarlacc pit supposedly dead and yet we have hints very strong hints in canon material that boba fett is not dead he's back and in episode five of the mandalorian at the very end we see a figure kind of walking up and you hear the clink of the his boots and armor and kneeling down next to the body uh of the Fennec Shand, I think her name was. She was the the bounty target they were supposed to go get. And uh, I think that's Boba Fett. And I don't know when or if we'll see him, but he's he's going to come out at some point in this show. We've kind of always known and suspected it that he's going to be back. So a lot of... Um, a lot of characters in Star Wars we think are dead and, and aren't, and that's kind of common in a lot of a lot of universes. Unfortunately, it can get a little irritating, but at this point, anyone who falls down into something in Star Wars, you can just assume is probably not actually dead. If you don't see them dying, you just see them going falling into something, be it uh, a tube in Cloud City, be it a uh, a tube in the Death Star, be it a tube. In uh, I don't know what that thing was in episode one that Darth Maul fell into, right? Um, or be a, a Sarlacc pit. You know, they're, they're still alive. They didn't die, okay? Um, and it's, it reminds me a lot of NFL players who we shouldn't assume are dead because um, while I never thought the Gronkowski would return in 2019, I would not be surprised by a 2020 return, kind of like how Jason Witten left to go uh, be a broadcast analyst for a season and then come back, right? Um, I think a year away from everything, a year healthy doing what he wants to do, getting kind of maybe some of this other stuff out of his system, he might start to miss football because I really do think he loves football. And so um, I could see him coming back, especially if, if Brady 
is back and they kind of make it a one more season kind of thing. I, I could see I could see that happening. Another case would be Andrew Luck, who a lot of people have speculated isn't dead. Um, he may need he may even need another year to get healthy uh, and and kind of get his mind right. You could tell football and everything this two plus years of recovery. Uh, only to have an injury happen again because he was pushing it. You could see it really was um, taking its toll just on his his psyche. And a lot of people, some people kind of uh, insulted him over that. And and I get it, but we also live in a time where um, we're a little bit more aware of the effects that that can have on our our health in the future. And so he he didn't have much reason to push through it and, and... and hurt himself in that way. But at the same time, he could come back once he has that all straight and he's in a right place with his body and mind. Worth a stash over the offseason, basically. And it's someone that, again, you can just drop later. I, I don't expect either of these players to come back after a certain point. You know, when we get into training camps, you can drop him and pick up that uh, rookie who's still out there. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. You you don't need to have them on your roster. The people who had them on their roster throughout the season were pretty silly. Gronk isn't coming back for the playoffs this year, but like I said, they could come back in the off season. So that's when you want to stash them. And then if they don't, you can drop them again. All right, guys. So that is the majority of my thoughts on the Star Wars um palpatine's back he's alive he never died ray is a clone specially designed as a vessel for the emperor i don't know i don't think i got into the details of it but there is a newly canon story a book about what happened on jakku and how there was a a facility there a base there that was kind of the jumping off point into the um outer rim and there's a lot of things about the outer rim that we don't really know about that somehow Palpatine had a lot of interests about it and that that there was something out there that was bad and dark and so that could be something that Disney pulls on for future uh, trilogies and stories and so on of course that's always been there even in the expanded universe legends that there was this unexplored region and you had Admiral Thrawn, which is the blue guy from Rebels, but he was in the books first, even before he was Rebels. He was one of the few characters who who made it um, into Disney canon directly from Legends, and he's he's his race of those blue guys are from uh, out in the Outer Rim, and so there's a lot of things out there that are that are really interesting that um, we don't know how it all connects, and I don't think it'll have much to do with rise of skywalker but it it does tie into the idea that the emperor had things going on had plans um on jakku and so that could kind of be the facility where we get ray and then of course the emperor has been hiding out in the outer rim i assume during this time and that's gonna play a little bit into this movie Kylo Ren is going to play a bigger part, and I think he's going to end up being a good guy. He's going to be a good character. Um, Actually, I kind of really like his character now, and 
I think he and Ray joined forces again. Maybe Ray falls to the dark side or something like that. But I think they're going to have to join forces and they're going to have to get some kind of help from Anakin, right? And maybe a Force Ghost Luke as well in order to finally, truly defeat the Emperor. And that's going to be that's going to be the story. And, uh, you know, it was always kind of weird how, well, I thought the Emperor, I thought the Empire lost, right? And yet here they are beating up on this new Republic. Well, they still had a lot of resources out there left over. And the Emperor, like I said, was pretty paranoid and always made all kinds of plans. So you can see he's been preparing for this. It's going to be a real, a real enemy. Um, and there's going to have to be a real times of possibility of the, the good guys can lose. Otherwise, it's not going to be good. You know, it has to always be a real chance. It has to be a formidable opponent. And I think this is the most formidable opponent. And it's going to take everything they've got to finally beat Palpatine for good. And I think Anakin's involved in that and finally truly brings about a balance to the Force, right? And that can finally be the end of the, the Skywalker arc. Um whether that means Ray or Kylo Ren are in future uh, content, I think they easily could be, technically. Um, a lot of people are going to say, oh, I thought you said that was the end. Episode 9 was the end. Yeah, but this it's going to be something new, and it might just have some of the same characters, but it's not going to have the quote-unquote Skywalkers, uh, Luke, Leia, Anakin. You know, And even if Kylo Ren is a, a descendant of, he's not really a Skywalker, Maybe he'll change his name. I don't know. Maybe he'll die. If that's the case, if if we if you're in the middle of the movie and they and Kylo Ren comes around and he actually changes his name as Skywalker, my prediction right then and there is they're going to kill him off by the end of the movie. Unfortunately, but that's probably the way it'll end up happening. But there you go. That that's my my uh, my theories. I'm excited to see um, how it ends up and uh, if I was wrong, if I was right. But I. Hope that I'm right on a lot of these players as well, and that's what really matters. So Nikhil Harry, Austin Eckler, um, Metcalf, you know, these are the players that I'd be buying. And then a lot of these players that are devalued right now, David Johnson, of course, but even a uh, AJ Green, and uh, you can pick up free guys like AB and Andrew Luck, Gronkowski. Kind of give you a little bit of everything, young guys, old guys. Hope you enjoyed it. The... Uh, not a fantasy football episode. Of course it was about fantasy football, guys. Did you think I really would do that to you? Do you really think I would turn this into an entertainment commentary podcast? Come on!